What would you say is your biggest regret in life? Ooh. Now, this is you're going to think I'm making this up, but I truly don't have a ton a ton of regrets because I do think that everything along the way leads you to where you are in the moment. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I don't, I don't sit around and, and stew and and think, oh, I should have, I should have, I would have, I could have. I mean, we all ha- we all have those thoughts, but I feel like overall, it all brings you to where you are. I know, but play along. Do you know? Do you, you feel that way though? Y- you and your suitcase full of money games. Just play along right, with fine. the game. Okay, fine. Come okay, on, I'll, I'll, I'll start. You start. <laughs> I wish I was gutsier in high school and would have asked out girls that I thought were cute. I have I've never had the game. I've never had the game and 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 I know Tater's always had that game, but for me, actually probably to this day, if, if heaven forbid I hadn't met Mrs. Keller and I was still living the single life, I do not have it in me to this day to walk up to a woman that I genuinely find attractive, introduce myself and say can I buy you a drink? I don't. I don't have it. The fear of rejection rules my life to this day, wow. and I wish I didn't have it. And I've seen pictures of you. Like you were a cutie. I mean, you weren't. <laughs> Not now. God awful. <laughs> 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 Marriage does that, Tater. <laughs> Mrs. Keller's lasagna does that too. And you like wrinkles. No, but truly, like you were cute. Like you. I mean, you could have. I, I think girls would have said yes to you. You weren't unfortunate looking. <laughs> and I was. But here, and and my genuine fear is that you know I I know that. Poor women when when they go out, you know, to to a bar, right? Your early twenties, I you got to get hit on by just a, such a load of douchebags, and because oh, it, it is, it's the douchebags who come up to you and make the moves for for the most, not all guys, you know what I'm saying, but right. for the most part. And I was just so afraid of being conceived as one of those, and I didn't want like I like her, but I just I never never you didn't want to be typecast as and me either. You know, I have no problem with speaking to anybody, but I, that's one of the things that I do regret is going after or going after like relationships that I thought there could have been a future in, but I thought, nah, you know what? You know what? I my problem was, and I'm not the most good looking guy in the world. I'll tell you that. Right. I, <laughs> I, uh, there's girls that I, I was too picky in high school. I was actually talking about this probably last week with my girlfriend. I I felt like I was too picky in high school. Like I should have went with girls and took chances with them that were. And I'm not going to call him ugly. Yep, yeah, you are. You I'm not going to call him ugly. Unfortunate. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But, I, I mean, I felt like that. Like, I, maybe I was too picky in high school, and there was relationships that I passed up because I thought, you know, nose to the sky, being too snooty about it, which do you, do is you, not. Do you imagine? <laughs> Here we do you go. imagine Tater not wanting to date you and just just the absolute Look crushing blow face. that must oh feel? <laughs> you know what, though? I, I you know dated oh i've told you like the the worse they treated me like the more bad boy they were like that's what i went for but it was because of my own insecurities and like some stupid thing in my own brain but the truth is like you were probably a very nice guy and again you guys are not unattractive people mm-hmm. you know what i mean so but when I, you're 16 17 18 you don't have the confidence that you have as somebody in your 30s 100%, you just don't right none of us did the pimple face was my problem that was probably the biggest thing i've i had a you know Deal with that. Get that clear, so, you know. Were you on any... <laughs> I was on prescription medication for my acne. Oh, my gosh. Listen, you guys will not believe this story. I can't believe I, I haven't told this on the air yet. I will tell it now. You can, you can enjoy this. So they gave me this white cream, and it was supposed to be put in the fridge. And you're supposed to put it on after you get out of the shower in the morning. So I put it on my face, and I go get on the school bus. And I get on, and every single person is staring at me. 
I'm like, and, and I'm like, oh God, what's going on here? Probably because how good looking you were. Yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah. How, you know, I had a brand new shirt on or shoes or something like that. No, I get into class. Nobody has said anything to me, but they kept looking at me. I get into class and my friend Josh goes, hey man, did you have a good time last night? I go, what are you talking about? Oh my God. That white cream is supposed <laughs> to turn clear. Well, it must have been in the fridge way too long. It did not stay clear like that was supposed to it was white all over my face i don't and I mean, there's I'm talking, so many things i could say right now uh, yeah i know right and everybody was laughing at me and he goes do you need to go to the bathroom now and i go what are you talking about man because you can feel it on your face you know you know you put something on you know like a your moisturizer a little tight yeah you're yeah. like okay and no it looked like i had one of those masks on that you put on like and it was pure white. Oh, how embarrassing. And I'm like, no. And I cannot believe I haven't thought about that since, I don't know. I mean, I graduated in 03. I mean, it would probably happen in like uh, 01 or 02. Like, that is embarrassing. Uh, one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me. I'll but, tell you, yes. one of my most embarrassing moments. You ready for this? What a crappy teacher I had, right? Oh, gosh. Sixth grade social studies. And we were learning about law, which is so funny because now I have a total true crime brain. Like, I, I wish I could be an attorney. I mean, seriously, I have all like this I, I, the love for that kind of knowledge right now. But I don't know. I We were learning about it. He asked a question to the class. I raised my hand to answer the question. I thought I had the right answer. Can't remember what the question or the answer was at this point. I, I say my answer. He says, stand up. Oh, no. So I'm thinking like, oh, my God, I've really impressed him because I like blew this out <laughs> of the water here. I stand up and the teacher says to me in front of the class of 30 students, my maiden name is Reed. He said, Miss Reed. Are you always this dumb or do you practice? Whoa. You guys. My face got, you know, gets like hot. My face got hot. I, I started just, my heart was racing. I thought I was going to throw up. I was just absolutely mortified. Of course it's sixth grade. Of course the classmates all start laughing because that's mm. hilarious to other people when you're, you know, in that grade. I remember saying I had to use the restroom, went into the bathroom, cried my eyes out. I've never forgotten that to this day. And I think that's why... I have like an extra heart for just making sure people don't feel stupid. I, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't like anyone to feel stupid. I'll even like get in there with you and do something stupid just so you don't feel stupid. Cause I just mm -hmm. don't, I, that was the worst feeling ever. And that's such an impressionable age. Oh, you know, and you're talking about regret. That might be my biggest regret. I never told my parents. I never told a principal. I never told anyone. I was oh. just mortified and all to myself. The truth is that that teacher should have been reprimanded for that. He should have gotten in trouble for that. What a terrible, terrible human being that person is. Truly. I hope there's a special circle in hell for that ex-teacher of yours. I've looked him up since on Facebook and stuff. I'm telling you, this has stuck with me all these mm -hmm. years. I can't find him. I mean, he could be dead for all I know. I have no idea, but... Do you hope he's dead? <laughs> Is it wow. Bad yes. <laughs> wow. Honest no. question. No, you know what? I actually hope he's not because it's actually something that I would like to let him know. Like, I just want you to know. And maybe he's just a terrible person and he yeah. wouldn't even care. But, but you know, we're all capable uh, and I'm self-aware enough to know we, we can all hurt people and not realize that we've even done it. Mm. And I would want to believe that he would apologize. And I know that sounds ridiculous. It's been all these years. Do you think it would honestly make you feel better if he apologized? Uh-huh. Okay. So since we're talking about most embarrassing moments, I guess I'll go now. Um, uh, in sixth grade uh, is when I really started getting into pro wrestling. For those who listen who know, the WCW, the Sting, Diamond Dallas Page, the bad guy Hulk Hogan when he was Hollywood Hogan, that phase. Anyway, so I was into it. Of course, I'm in sixth grade, so what am I doing? Practicing wrestling moves with my friends. Got a buddy of mine down the street named TJ. 
Not TJ McIntyre. She did not <laughs> live down the different TJ. Uh, we were messing around, and he's like, oh, and he's, he comes up behind me, and he goes, sleeper hold, and we knew how to do, like, the fake sleeper hold, but he had it, he had it cinched tight. He was underneath my chin to the point where it, it knocked me out. All good. It, like, like, it happened. You, you, then you let go and whatever. So I dropped to the ground, I guess, sideways, unconscious, and I was only unconscious for, like, five seconds, but I guess he, I was, I was, like, face down on concrete. He lifted my head up and said, dude, stop messing around. Let my head go. Boom! And, my, and I went forehead first into the driveway, and he freaked out. Anyway, I came to a couple seconds later, from what I'm told, I came to a couple t- seconds later, and uh, a little embarrassed, but I said, hey, I was like, well, did you do it on purpose? He said, no, and he was j- distraught. And I was like, oh, I was like, dude, like it's don't do it again, sure. but we're all good. Fast forward the next day, my forehead bruises up bad. It looks like there's a goose egg on my forehead, and it's right in the middle. It's like I'm growing a unicorn horn. Right. But I got to go to school. So I go to school. We get on the bus. People are like, and you know, eventually, dude, what happened here? And I was like, yeah, we were wrestling around yesterday, man. And then I was like, yeah, TJ <laughs> knocked me out. And, and here's where I, it kind of ticked me off, though, is he was like, yeah, look what I did to his head. Oh, and no, I'm no, like, no. oh, yeah. and right there, the friendship ended. I was yeah. like, ah, you're a piece of trash, dude. And it was very embarrassing. It, again, sixth grade, right? Man, having a, a, a bruise, not exaggerating, the size of a goose egg. On your head. Very embarrassing. So speaking of friendships, this leads me to another question. So um, I have I have a girlfriend. I'm not naming names here. And she has been best friends with this other girl for years. And it's to the point now where the other girl lives in a different state. And they're kind of, um, they're just kind of on different pages in life. Politically speaking, they're on very different pages. And that's you know, a big deal. Right now, it is a big deal. Because I feel like that's a topic that can't help but be brought up a lot of times. Anyway. She's feeling like she's the only one that's reaching out at this point. She feels like the friendship is dying and like she's not okay with it. She feels like, um, you know, they've been friends all these all this time. Like this should just be a, a forever friendship. Now, the older I get, the more I think that there are just friendships that are meant for a season. And it's, it is sad because you want to believe, like my daughter, her best friend right now, they've known each other since they were two years old. They're almost 10, you know, and I just, I see them being the golden girls, like living together when they're 80, do you know? Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that? Like friendships, you know, do you think that there's a a season for friendships? And, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of this either, but I had a best friend for, oh gosh, maybe 12 years that just as of a couple years ago, it it ended. It didn't end well. Again, it's not worth even giving the details, but it it was hard Mm -hmm. because it needed to be ended. It it was, I ended it. it it's done. Yeah. And there's no going back. And that's a hard thing because, yeah. you know, something kind of happened and it just doesn't feel right to ever go back to that. But what do you think about friendships? Interesting that you call it uh, seasons, almost like a football season or whatever, because I think it's a great way of putting it. And I think it's interesting that you brought up your daughter and the friend since we were two. My best friend, uh, Willie, big, tall, black guy, and he and I look nothing alike. But I tell everybody, you don't see the family resemblance. That's my brother right there. I've known Willie since the first grade. Oh, we were get in, out of here. We're, I we're, didn't we're, know that. Since first grade, we were in Latchkey together. Oh. Latch, you guys remember Latchkey? I know. What's it's, 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 the, uh, it's for the kids who's like their parents taking off work till like five. Mm-hmm. But And there was there was no other, there was nobody at home. So they had this after school program where you just go to the cafeteria, you it's play, our kids club at our game. school. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then you know your mom come picks you up at five o'clock or whatever. So we met in in first grade latchkey, and he was the best man in my wedding a couple of years ago. I had ago. no idea you had been friends that long. That long, but there are other friends that I've had in my life who 
I feel like I've been just as close to. But with me, it's worked out well with with the radio career. Like every time I moved to a different city, I became real good friends with like one or two people. But as I moved out of town, we gradually lost touch. Now with Facebook, it's still there. But like, man, I tell you what, my my, my guy in Columbia, man, I love the guy. I, me and this guy in Columbia, we would talk about our careers, talk about how we we're trying to get out of Columbia. We're going to be big national radio stars and this and that. We're going to have a show together. And I got to tell, and, and you know what I will say. I really tried to keep in touch, and the guy, he was, he was guilty of it even when we lived in Columbia, but he never check his phone, never respond to text messages, rarely uses social media, and now because of, that guy was in my wedding as well, haven't spoken a word to him in over a year, and it breaks my heart to think about that. Now, what would happen if you gave him a call this afternoon and said, hey, you know, what's going We'd on? We'd have a great chat. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, what up? We'd, we'd talk a lot of hockey. We're big hockey fans, both of us. We'd talk a little radio. I'd talk about my career. He'd tell me, give me an update on his. It'd be like, man, you, we got to hang out soon. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm going to stop everything. We're going to come out to Kansas City or we're going to come out to Columbia and we wouldn't talk again for 18 months. Like, I just know that's what would happen. And that's also kind of sad just because that's kind of the way life is. You know, every, everybody gets busy and, and sometimes it's just taking the time. Okay, I'm getting on the computer right now. I'm booking a ticket and I'm planning this. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of talking about it and not just... Just doing it. And sometimes it's like, like even the, you and your wife and my husband and I have like, okay, we got to have dinner. Oh yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. It's like, no, we just need to put it on the calendar and just here's the date, you know? So yeah, I mean, I think friendships are tough. And I think when you get older and then especially having kids and stuff, your life just takes totally different. I'm, I'm just busy. I'm busy with my kids all the time, you know? I'm busy. I am. And I am. And you know, I had a girl's night the other night with just four other awesome women that I just love so much. And we always say it like, why don't we do this more often? It's just because you get, you get busy. Yeah. Life takes over. I think a lot of people do that. You'll find you'll, you'll be hanging out with some friends. Like, why don't we do this more often? Yes. That's almost every single time that you see somebody on, uh, not on a regular basis. That's almost the exact sentence is brought up. And maybe you should call that guy. You know, know what? Maybe you should have more like girls. Or <laughs> call right now. Here we go. Let me do get you my phone know, out. You know? So at this no, girls' night, right? we, we said these words. We said, you know, we got to do this more often. So one of the girls said, let's put a date on the calendar right now. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So in three weeks, I'm supposed to do it again. And as I'm putting it on the calendar, I'm like, I know this isn't going to happen in three weeks. Well, I don't even think it needs to happen every three weeks. I think, you know... If you did a once a month girls' night or something like that, or once every two months, even. Uh, yeah, or maybe even a quarterly. Or quarterly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you can't have too high of expectations, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, friendships are tough. All right, Tater. Mm-hmm. So I, I told you, like my, the oldest friend I have been friends with since first grade. Oldest friend you have? When did you when did you meet him or her? How long have you been friends? Well, the thing is, like a lot of the grade school or even before that, I I, I don't keep in touch with them because that's, they're across the state. And they moved on with their lives. But I have to say the oldest I have is uh, from when I was a junior in high school. Um, I met this guy named Chris Smith. And he's, he goes by C-Money. If you, know, you want to hear yeah, if you hear that, you know he's my friend, right? So I would definitely like to say that he is. And, and I'm very, very, very guilty of this, of not keeping in touch. Like, I don't really talk to my dad. My mom's no longer with us now. Uh, but I don't talk to my dad enough. I don't talk to my friend Chris. He has two baby boys that were they're twins. They were born early, and they, it was a big struggle. I've only been back once to see him. I need to get back, or I need to at least talk. And I, you know, I'll text him here and there. But I'm very guilty of not keeping touch with people. See, and I feel like I'm that kind of friend too. Where I mean, I love so many people. I have so many people that mean they're in my heart all the time. But I'm really bad, and I don't know if it's because of this job. But after I leave here, I really don't want to talk. I'm serious. Like I, I don't. I, I don't. My dad's always like, "Give me a call on the way home." And I just really want to be quiet for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's usually my time to talk because I don't have kids around. I'm in the car. Um, and But I have, a, you know, one of my best friends, she is my best friend, Nikki. She lives in Florida. She is 
truly the best friend a person could have. And she is so good to all her friends. She has like 10 best friends because she's just one of those people that is always checking in. And I want to be more like that. Should we just make a pact to start being more like that? Now, let me ask you, is that person nosy? That she, checks in with all uh, her no, friends? No, it's heartfelt. Really? She, she okay. means it. Oh, God, yeah. She's that, like the best human being ever. I feel like people that want to check in and know what's going on with you are just like generally nosy. No, she truly no? means okay. it. And she would absolutely drop, she has dropped everything and come to you know be by my side or any of her friend's side who needs it. She's And I would do that too. I, I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever had a friend in total crisis. I, I Not that I want one of my friends to be in crisis, <laughs> but I feel like I'd be that friend. I'd be there for you. You know what's crazy is that now that we're thinking about it, we're talking about, you You mentioned uh, distance and my friend's all the way on the other side of Missouri. And I'm like, well, so the, the, the guy I mentioned before lives in Columbia. It's only an hour and a half from my house. You know, I've got a, a buddy from a previous job who actually lives back in St. Louis now, which is where I'm from. I don't keep up with him as much as I'd like to. But Willie, the best friend... I mean, there are times where we haven't talked for a while, but we are, like I just feel like we're always in touch. And Willie joined the Army shortly after high school. And he, I kept in touch with him when he lived in Germany. I kept in touch with him with he lived in, when he lived in Hawaii. And actually, when I was living in Columbia, he was stationed up there in uh, Fort Riley outside of Manhattan, Kansas. And it was crazy because I moved to Kansas City shortly after he left Fort Riley. Like there was, that, there was a little bit of time where we would have only been a couple-hour drive apart, but then he moved to Hawaii instead. Uh, and I'm like, where would you rather live, Manhattan, Kansas, or Oahu? Yeah. If he was in Hawaii, I would have been like, listen, I, we are way overdue for a visit. Hey, look, <laughs> I'll I tr- come see you. I try, but at, at that point in my life, I, I wasn't quite making enough to justify a flight to Hawaii. Even yeah. just the flight was like out of my range. Yeah. I remember telling my general manager that and they were like, oh, sorry. I'm like, ah, oh, you're a... <laughs> Takes a while before you make any decent money in radio, I'll well, tell you that. Talking about, you know, airline travel, uh, let's talk about RVs for a second. An internet company is offering some money, $1,000, for a person willing to digital detox you got to give up everything yeah and basically live in this rv i don't know i assume you can you can travel in it um but you got to live in the rv in a u.s national park without any screen time now i saw this post and i could have swore it said just for 48 hours it is for 48 hours but you know and you're like oh 48 hours Whew. I feel like I'm missing an, uh, an arm if if i don't have my phone if i run to the quick trip so can you imagine 48 hours, thousand bucks, got to live in an RV in a park. No I, I think it's, I think it's like giving up soda. I think it'd be hard for the first day or two, but then you quickly f- realize other ways of filling your time. And I'm telling you, you, oh, well, I might miss an important update on something. You won't give a rip about I, missing the news. If, you won't. If my family and I mean, my husband and my two kids were with me in this RV, I could totally do it. But I would be. Oh my gosh, I would have such anxiety not knowing if everybody was okay. I, that that would bother me. Is the challenge by yourself? You know, does it even say? I don't think it says. You got to have at least one other person there. I mean, like I said, my, if my husband and kids are there, I'm good. Yeah, forty eight hours is doable. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, you you can't say you went away for the weekend and didn't have your phone. You know, it doesn't say. I wonder you know? if they want you to do this by yourself. Now, doing it by yourself is terrible. I would not. I I don't think I would do it by myself just because even if I had the internet. I'd be bored out of my mind. It's not the internet or the phone that's the problem. Okay, but think 48 hours without speaking to your wife at all. I mean, and it's not, again, your wife could travel, but you would text with her. You'd make sure she was okay. You know, 48 hours, no contact with anybody. Oh, I I can do that for sure. No problem. I I would need people. I don't need the phone. I need people. I need alcohol. 
<laughs> that's what I, and am I hunting and am I killing and am I the hunter and gatherer? Do I have to like kill my own food no, here? 48 hours, you gather your weekend supplies at the high V. I mean, honestly, is. if you were chilling in the RV and you had movies and snacks and all oh, the things, yeah. I mean, again, if I had my husband and my kids, I'd be fine. But by myself, actually by myself sounds amazing. But I would have to know every, <laughs> I have to know that everybody was okay. I couldn't, I would really stress me out if I couldn't find out if anything was happening with them. I honestly think all three of us could do that. Just 48 hours. Like, if it was a week, that's a little different. But only 48 hours, I think so. This I sounds like a do. radio contest we did once where people had to live in a car. Did you ever do that at any of the stations that you worked for? Mm-mm. And people, they had to live in the car, and the last person, you know, who was able to do it the longest won the car. And, I mean, I want to tell you, it was it was over a week. Did you hear about the radio station where everyone got fired because they had a contest called Hold Your Wee for a oh Wee? God. I can't even believe. For a Nintendo that? Wii and somebody died from like the poisoning because they didn't pee you, you and somebody know died. a weird connection, and this is only true crime people will, will really care, but it's a huge case. Okay, Jenny, tell I know, me know the weird you know that crime Lori, connection. Listen, a lot of people know about this. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of women are following this case. This Lori Vallow Daybell out of Idaho. The Idaho and, woman. You know, I know talking yeah. about she supposedly like, you know, killed her kids, and it's this whole thing. Oh. It's a very, like, you see it in People Magazine all the time. Um her son is one of the DJs that was on that station that got fired for the week. Really? Yeah. Weird connection, right? Ooh. Probably his idea, and that's why somebody died, and that's connected. And it was actually her doing, because she came up with the idea, yep. so she is a killer. She was like, I bet somebody will die if you make them hold their pee. Here's a contest <laughs> idea. Mom, that's a great idea. <laughs> I gotta be honest, though. I didn't know you could die from holding your pee. I did not know that. Right, because you always go pee when you have to go. I go like 900 times a morning. You do. You do three bottles of water in the morning. I That's do. impressive. By the way, be proud of me. I'm taking a little life adventure this week trying to improve myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> you going to the gym? No. Working out no. is stupid, no. remember? You're going to no. go to the gym? No. But you know what? So, I mean, I, I joke, and you guys know, if you Q104KC on Instagram, we will, uh, a lot of times I'll take pictures. What I'll do is I'll lift my shirt up a little bit and I'll stick my belly out and just, just enough to where it looks really gross. Oh, I'm it's like, really pretty. But, but like, I don't lift it all the way up. Just like, just so you can see these little bit of belly button. It's just this silly thing I do. But I gotta tell you, I gotta admit, the belly is starting to stick out a little further than I would like, even when I'm not pushing it out. And so, but I know my, and look, and you're going to be, everyone's jealous of me for this and I get it, but I have great metabolism. Well, I'm sorry. you used to. Oh, I know. Me no, <laughs> I still do. So, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit how difficult this is, but this week I've given up all soda and alcohol just, just for a week. And I'm kind of like, so literally the other night I had brats on the Traeger and I I came in the next day. I was like, I was like, Jenny, be proud of me. I cook, I grilled brats last night and didn't have a beer while I'm doing it. You know how hard that is? Yeah. That's un-American, That's actually, right. man. What are you I talking felt about? like a terrorist or worse, a Canadian. Ooh. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, but you know what? I'm also kind of proud, though. A little self-improvement. And I'm t- after two days, look, look at this. Look at this guy. Wow, you are just slim uh, and trim. You know, it's, looks it's, not, it's not out there. And all. And I'm not even doing anything else. I just, no soda, no alcohol for a week. And I'm telling you, my gut goes away. Oh, you'll be able to, yeah, you'll be slim and trim here in mm-hmm. no time. I, but honestly, I was like that too with my metabolism my whole life. And then, I don't know, just within the last couple of years, like something something definitely changed. And I have to work at it now. It's just not as easy. But man, that was fun. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> Eating whatever, whenever. I've, I've tell, never had that. Tell me about your, uh, your, your pregnancy meal. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, 
when I was pregnant, my my doctor, she said, you know, you're going to gain probably 20, 25 pounds. I'm like, okay. So I went in for that first month checkup and I was like into the 30s, like upper 30s. And Whoa. she's like, oh, you better just, you know, kind of slow down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I gained over 60 pounds with both pregnancies. That a girl. No shame. I would, I was doing the midday shift at work. So I was on 10 to 3. So I would eat lunch while I was on the air. Well, I would leave at 3 o'clock and I was like, mama hungry. And I would stop by McDonald's and get that two cheeseburgers meal, all large size, of course. And I would woof that down. And I'm not kidding. I would eat it and be like, what's next? I mean, I ate like a pig and no shame. No shame. You're like, dessert is Taco Bell. Let's go. I'm serious. Is that why you like that show, My 600 Pound Life? Because it reminds you of what you were like when you were pregnant? (laughs) The good old days. (laughs) (laughs) No, my husband traveled a lot at the time for his job. And I remember I saw a commercial. Commercials are the worst when you're pregnant. I saw a commercial for Pizza Hut Supreme Pizza. And I was like, yeah, baby. And I went by myself and got a large Pizza Hut Supreme. A large. And I ate... I mean, like three quarters of this pizza. I was so sick after I ate it. Had to have it. Wow. Dipped it in ranch. You know what? And look, same. Look, maybe I'm embarrassing myself by saying, it. for me, it's the same thing. Uh, you guys ever watched The Ranch on Netflix? No. With Ashton Kutcher. Yep. So they're always drinking whiskey on that show. And I'm telling you, I'd watch 15 minutes. I'd be like, boy, I sure like a <laughs> sure like a glass of whiskey. And more times than once, I'd cave. And by the time I'm on the episode two, I've got a little jack on the rocks there. I stopped drinking Coca-Cola years ago. I mean, years and years ago. And and I just, I, I, I've not even craved it at all. While I was pregnant, saw a commercial. You know those Coke commercials where it's just... Fizzing oh, God, everywhere. Fizzing in the ice. Fast food do, does a great job of promoting the, the fizzy beverages. They mm. do. And I was like, I have got to have a Coke right now. So Matthew, bless his heart. You'll be like this too with Katie. He <laughs> ran right out and got me the biggest Coke he could find. And I took a sip and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it tastes like cinnamon to me. I don't really? think it's good at all. No. That, that's because uh, Pepsi is a much superior product to Coca-Cola. Maybe that's it. Maybe I should have went with Pepsi. Pepsi is way... And that's my... Oh, boy. You say that. The Coca-Cola people are... I will say like a McDonald's Coke is, is, is a game changer. A McDonald's it Coke. It's different and it's better. And, I, and I, I, it's just so gross. I think it's because they don't clean the machines ah, as often. They're, so gross. <laughs> I, I they're that's like, what it is. They're like, clean all the other lines. Sprite can get clean. Coke, leave it. Now, I would have to say I'm addicted to the frozen Cokes. And I'll get a little cherry, a little splash of cherry up in there. Sure. The, the Frocos, as I call them, at uh, McDonald's. Frozen Coke. They, amazing. They have frozen mixed drinks at what is now the T-Mobile Center. If you, like, when you walk in, you, you go, okay, so you walk in that main entrance, get your ticket scanned, you go up the stairs to the left. And right there, if I, don't, if I remember correctly, because, God, we haven't been to that arena in forever, <laughs> section 110 it's a frozen Jack and Coke, and it's ten bucks a is drink. Is it uh, like Whoa. a Fat Tuesdays situation? Do you know what I'm talking about? Fat Tuesdays drinks. Does anybody remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. They're they're just they're all the frozen. You know, they're like on the walls. It's like a, a slushy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just I, pull the slushy and it's frozen Jack and Coke. I'll be honest though, some of those are really tricky because they're so good, and you think this is like a slushy. This is like a snowball. This is right. delicious, and you can't even taste the alcohol. This is the opposite effect. I think they're just charging me ten bucks for a frozen Coke. I don't think there's any Jack. I had like four of them at like a, I think it was the Stapleton concert and. I didn't feel anything. Hmm. Tell me if you've ever seen this in the stores, and I can't find them since. They had Coca-Cola cans with Jack already in them. I saw them at Sam's Club back in the day. Hmm. Now, just imagine, you think it's a regular old Coke. You crack it open, there's already Jack mixed in there. Mixed in there. You're yeah. like, that's, I mean, imagine that, because there's no mixing. There's no matching. There's, oh, okay, there's too much of this, too much of that. Crack it open a can, and it's already mixed for you now. Maybe it's not as strong as you want. You could always pour more. You could pour more. You, know? you could. What are you talking about? 
concerts and, um, you know, we, we miss concerts. There's so many things we miss because of this dumb COVID. Well, <laughs> back to school. My kids are lucky enough to be at a little school where they, they are back to school. And, Mike, you brought up a story the other day about dress codes with school. And I think we wanted to talk about that a little bit. Springfield, Illinois. School dress codes while learning at home. There's a mom. Her name is Katie Cloyd. And she's in the Springfield, Illinois school district. This is as public of a public school district as you can be in, right? They laid down the law a couple weeks ago saying that if your kid is learning from home virtually when they're in front of the camera, in front of the screen, they still must adhere to the school's dress code. Now, I'm thinking this is a public school. What do they have? Uniforms? No, but I think like no hats, no pajamas, although I don't know how you can enforce that from the waist down. Isn't it like uh, girls can't wear, you know, not tank tops, but spaghetti straps, things like that? Sure. All I remember, my only rule at school I remember was no hats, but that was just the guys. And I I don't know, maybe like no chains for your wallets or because, you know, back in the Jinko days, right, Tater? (laughs) Chains on the wallet. I never had a chain on my wallet. That, look, I mean... I ain't going to try to say oh, you look like a, a D-bag or anything, but... It, but you look uh, like a D-bag. <laughs> yeah, you look like a D-bag, you know what I'm saying? For the record, I literally said douchebag earlier in this podcast. Uh, anyway, <laughs> long-distance learning, but they say that, yeah, if he's in pajamas, like millions of other parents, uh, this mom says, I have a billion other things to do with my weekdays now, and now I've got to get my kids up and dressed as well, and, and this mom's not happy about it. Jenny, you disagreed from your experience. Yeah, I actually really do. Um, And this is coming from a girl who wears pretty much pajamas to work every single day or some type of athleisure wear. I'm Um, surprised I hadn't called you out for that yet. May look a little more professional in the workplace, Jenny. I'm going to try. First of the year. (laughs) (laughs) First of the year. Or you mean the day after Election Day when the vaccine for coronavirus comes out? I'm just going to move on. Okay. (laughs) Um, No, I do. I think that there is something about, you know, if you're, look, if you're going to have to learn from home, it's gonna. There's gonna have to be structure. You know, a lot of my friends. I have friends who live in Florida that they are. They're virtual for you know for a long time. I think, and so they've set up actual desks and and sort of makeshift classrooms in their house. And they are getting their kids up and getting them dressed. And you know, you've got to have a routine because when all this went down in the spring and it was just an S show, it was just a free for all. I mean, my kids. They, they didn't want to learn from me, first of all. And second of all, they wanted to be in their pajamas all day long. Like, it was it was just a mess, but it was a very temporary thing. Now, looking at the fall and thinking this is going to be the way, I think you've got to get up. I think you've got to put on regular clothes and and treat it, um, not formal formally, but, you know, you've, you've got to treat it respectfully. I think you've got to be respectful. And I know some schools are doing it differently, but some schools are actually... Uh, piping in, you know, the, the child is at home and then they can see what's going on in the classroom for those who chose to go in person. And so I think it would be disrespectful to your teacher as well to just, you're in there in your jammies, eating your cheese its on the couch and the rest of the class is sitting at their desk. Now what if, for it. hear me out here. I will say that in high school, they, they my high school, they just didn't really enforce anything unless it was, you know, gang related or something like that or heaven forbid your shirt was from the rock and it said land the smackdown and they thought it meant cocaine not that that happened to you or anything yes it's from the band teacher giant nerd anyway uh nerd (laughs) stop it i'm losing my train of thought here we're talking oh i wore pajama bottoms to school when i was in school like not up, but like kind of like a like you never like on before I met you, Jenny. I realized we can just wear athleisure wear every day. Every day, I would go. I would do. Uh, I'd had a little rule here where I wouldn't wear real pants on Friday. Like I'd come in and wear my athletic pants on Friday because like you know, it's Friday. Who cares? Well, athletic that. pants are one thing, but do you mean like jammy pants? So, like so flannel? but in 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 school, like on some Fridays, I would wear the the yes the plaid flannel pajama pants and a t shirt to school. 
Really? How do you feel about that? Can, you see now why I never asked for a date? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you were really comfy. I ugh, I don't know. I think you... I, again, I'm all for athleisure wear because I think you're you're faking people out. It feels like jams, but it <laughs> but it looks like clothes. But it looks like oh, I gotta hit a major workout after school today, bro. Right? Hey, the teachers are probably like, oh, he's just gonna go shop at Walmart after school. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> he's already getting nah, ready. Man, I'm for on my it. way to the venture in the Kmart. <laughs> venture, wow, grandpas or grandpas Kmart. too. Kmart had a real distinct popcorn smell. Not a fan. Okay, hmm. really? I'm a Target gal. Think yeah, we know, I think we know this. Yeah, that's a that's a hot debate. It's a debate that I've heard you two have. And honestly, eventually, you guys are going to get into this big Target Walmart debate. And I'm going to have to like separate you. You know, they have to put on a referee's outfit and have them ring the bell and make some money off this on pay-per-view. I'm going to make a video of me beating up one of them plastic carts y'all got with a metal cart. That Love I the plastic carts at Target. They the, cruise right yeah, around. Those things are smooth. Uh, I mentioned this on the air the other day. My Target has opened up both set of doors, by the way. Ooh. And my grocery store took away the one-way, you know, going down the aisle stickers. Mm-hmm. Gone. I think Price Chopper's done that across the board because that's at, at the, the Lee Summit one, it's gone too. So, speaking about favorite stores and what's happened to them, Walmart, where I live, took off the do not enter signs off the floor. And I said, We're making progress. They slapped them up on the uh, end cap, big, huge sign, do not enter. But then the enter here, this one way, green, is still on the floor. So like, you- they do not when you go on the, you know what? I gotta, you know, I gotta cheat. Back into it. Grab your cart and back into that. Do not enter. And then act like you're like, oh, I forgot something to kind of back up. You so know? for real, Walmart wants you to go one way down the aisles? Really? They've been like that, yeah. I didn't know. I'd see, I don't go to Walmart, so yeah. I wouldn't know. Yet another reason why that store is the worst. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. The Morning Yay. After podcast, we do this once a week. We usually record on Wednesdays right after the morning drive. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.